Thank you all for joining us here on Never Settle, content to move your body and move your mind. Today, a dear friend and inspiration to myself as well, Ava Johanna. She is an empowered, embodied entrepreneur. She is also the founder and leader of the Academy of Breath. Ava, thank you for being here, love. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so excited. So honored as well. I feel like we've known each other for years. Like we actually connected in the very, very beginning of at least my journey. And so it's so cool to connect now after so many iterations of both of our journeys to, to like come together in conversation. You interviewed me on your podcast, The Alchemized Life, a ways back. And right yeah. before we got into the actual recording of this, we were talking about the evolution of what we are and how it's really hard to put it into a context and that, that damn Instagram bio that limits us, don't limit me <laughs> to 150. <laughs> and it's like, we become so many things. So I'd love to see your evolution as well, which we'll get into. Um, we were talking about embodied entrepreneurship. I wanna hear what that means. Cause I think mm. as a fellow female entrepreneur as well, you know, we, we try and create we don't want to be a title, but we also need to make it relatable to the public. So why don't we kick it off with that? What is embodied entrepreneurship? Yeah, yeah. I think that that's such a great place to start and also such a great point because I think so much of what we're doing here today, what you do, what I do, what many leaders do is in a way so ancient and like deep, old, like embodied, like in our body wisdom, but in also another way, so buried and so new to so many people that we have to bring it to the world in a way that makes sense with words, like with a vernacular that makes sense. And so embodied entrepreneurship to me and what I really inspire my clients to, to weave into their, their, their life is to be that living, breathing example of their work. So that means that from the moment that they wake up to when they go to sleep at night, doing the best that they possibly can to be in alignment with and live their life through the lens of the medicine and the practices that they preach to their community and to their clients and to their customers. Because the thing is, if we are not embodying what we, what we teach, what we preach, we lack confidence and belief and certainty in the power of our tools because if we're not doing it then how the hell would we know how powerful our work is and if we're not doing it how are we going to be the walking testimonial for what life looks like having gone through the process of what we teach and so embodied entrepreneurship is really this I'll go first, I will be the living, breathing example and the walking testimonial of what it means to go down this path with me so that my work by my beingness is the example of what's waiting for you. If you say yes to this product or this experience or this service, and um, it's such beautiful work because it really doesn't what all that's necessary is to devote yourself to to your passion and to and to your path so you're really the the mirror of integrity for these entrepreneurs 
because I've I have known a few who have said I'm going to lead you down this path, and it what you see behind the veil is quite opposite from the words being spoken. So to mm -hmm. feed back into what you were saying, you know that's that's pretty much the physical embodiment of the imposter syndrome, where it's mm -hmm. not just the mindset, but it's actually you're not walking your talk, man. <laughs> Yeah. And that's a hard thing, like you were saying, to authentically preach in a way that you wake up with a pride. And it, it becomes, correct me if I'm wrong, and I know you're also a very big believer in energy as well. It's one yeah. of the things that initially connects us. You can see it when somebody is not walking their talk or they feel like they have to put a mask. What are your thoughts on that? Totally. I mean, and you know, working with so many entrepreneurs, you know, they come to me and they say, well, I wish I was making this much money, or I wish that my launches were easier. Or I wish that I, um, you know, I was able to, to have the success that I desire. And then I ask them, okay, well, what are, what's like, what's your day? Like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, what is it? What is it? A, where is that? Like, where's the disconnect? Right. And it always comes back to not actually sitting their asses down and doing the things that they know are going to make them feel good. And I think that that's like, honestly, what separates the amateurs from the pros. That's what separates the people that you see have this like quantum level success from the people that, you know, are just showing up online and doing what everyone else is doing. There's that, there's that missing piece of integrity there. And, you know, coming back to the energy piece of it, we can, we can see it, we can smell it, we can feel it from a mile away. And I think that so many people go into those relationships from, you know, what you, what you had shared was like, I will, I will take you down this path. It's kind of like this, like, this, this like lack, right? This like, oh, you like, you have to come with me in order to do that. And so what's being attracted from that place is, is not from this, like calling people up into like, this is who I am. This is my life. These are the practices that work for me. And like, if you want to play with me, if you want to play in this energy, like, come on in, like, I am here for you. Um, that is like calling people higher into like, yes, like sovereignty, like I'm empowered making this decision versus the like lack of integrity of like, yeah, you need these tools or like, come, like you have to jump, jump down this path with me. It attracts a person that's not necessarily ready to make that decision from a place of empowerment. Does that make sense? I get it. And I think the words that I'm hearing from, um, I get what you're saying. And the key is lack and abundance. Mm -hmm. When you're lacking, you attract those who are also really, really lack. And it's all low energy stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then when it's abundance and you're like, I'm walking this, I don't need this extra. My cup is to the brim. And that's why I'm here to present and show this to you. Then it pours out in a way that it's intuitive, it's natural, and that's the attraction as opposed to, look at me, I have all of this. It's more of, here's what I'm doing. Follow this shiny path because it's real. You know, yeah. it's a white light and it's a difference of a dark energy, a low energy and a light energy and a, a freeing one's the way that I think of it. Mm -hmm. so yeah, I and it's like, it, yeah. And, and to add to what you're saying, it's like, I don't need you to look at me because I'm looking at me and I like what I see. And I think that that's attractive as hell, right? That's what we all want. We want that 
feeling of being grounded in our worth. We want that feeling of knowing who we are. We want that, that abundant energy. Like that's, that's, that's part of the soul's evolution is to step back into that, to remember that because the lack, the scarcity, that's just a, a forgetting, right? And there's a big difference. What you were saying about loving yourself. There's a big difference too, to anyone who's listening and I know where you're coming from, um, and I agree with you, to, to love yourself and to say, I, I have plenty, I am in love with me, is very different than an egotistical, narcissistic, <laughs> like, love me, love me, love me, love me. Mm-hmm. Because again, it goes back to that scarcity and the abundance factor. So how, I, I love that you started to bring up examples um, when, when, do you use the word client or do you use, what do you use for people? Who clients and students, clients, Please. students. Oh, no, clients sounds a little, I, I think I go into like production, but that's what I wanted to ask. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, in on the business side of things, they're my clients, um, my, my sisterhood, and then um, inside the Academy of Breath, um, as it is a certification program, they are students that turn into teachers. I love that you're teaching that and training yeah. that. What is the Academy of Breath? It is a breathwork and meditation certification program all online and um, really pairing neuroscience with spirituality, like the ancient practices of pranayama and and meditation and um, bringing in the modern, the modern world of, okay, well, why are we meditating? What, what does actually controlling our breath do for our bodies and for our nervous systems? And, you know, going back to the embodiment piece, breathwork, meditation, these are the ultimate embodiment tools that can, I mean, gosh, if we had five hours to talk, I would, I would talk your ear off, but can ultimately change your, like the entire fabric of your existence. On a high level, explain what is neuroscience when it comes to meditation and breath work? Yeah, so breaditation. Breath work, I actually just had lunch, so I'm still thinking about food. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so breath work and meditation, when we're talking about the, the neuroscience of both, really what we're doing is working with the autonomic nervous system, which is our subconscious nervous system. It's our fight or flight, which is our stress response or our survival response and um, our parasympathetic response, which is the uh, rest and digest, or as one of my favorite meditation teachers, Emily Stella Fletcher says, stay and play. And so when we're working with breath and meditation as tools to influence our our autonomic nervous system, what we're doing is not only working with our immune system, our, our, our hormones, our our digestive system, we are working with our subconscious mind. And so when we talk about like embodiment or limiting beliefs or self-love, you know, all of, all of the like pieces that make us, us so much of that is programmed into our subconscious mind. It's not happening on a conscious level. It's happening on a subconscious level. And when it's happening on a subconscious level, we can't just think our way through it. We can't just strategize our way into a new mindset. It it requires feeling, it requires emoting, it requires expressing. And so that's really where breathwork and meditation come in to support the, the kind of like unlocking and also subduing of the subconscious mind so that the things that we're thinking about consciously can actually come into coherence with the subconscious. So if I, cause I, I hear it a lot and people say, oh, but I, I suck at meditation. 
<laughs> What's your response to that? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I remember after a couple of times meditating, I was like, well, maybe I'm just not the right person. Like I don't need meditation. I'll just stick with yoga. Right. And, um, so it's normal. First of all, you're not the only person that thinks it. And I think that there's a big misconception with meditation being this practice where you're sitting for hours and hours and hours with absolutely no thoughts in your mind. Um, and that's just simply not what meditation is. You know, the most shallow of meditation are actually the ones that are doing the most for your system because when you enter a meditative state, and what I mean by that is you're dropping in by closing your eyes, you're starting to slow down your breath, you are focusing on something specific, whether it be a mantra or your breath or even an object in front of you. Like right now I have a candle going, just like focusing on the, the flame. What's happening is that you are bringing your body out of that stress response into a state of, um, a state of of rest and digest that parasympathetic response our rest response and when that happens our body is finally given time to recover and so what that means is that we might experience a stress release now that's not the same as a stress response though or a stress reaction it is the release of stress that has been stored in the body and usually in the beginning stages of meditation, we're experiencing a lot of that because we've never given our bodies time to recover. We've never given our bodies time to settle down after we received that horrible email from our boss or had that crazy altercation with somebody in the parking lot, right? We just like kind of go about our days. And so in meditation, it's our body's like, okay, let's just... Whew let's release this. And so maybe thoughts will come up or maybe it's like, I can't sit still, or maybe frustration and anger and rage comes up. And in those moments, it's easy for us to say, oh, I suck at meditation. I'm not doing this right because it doesn't look like how I see in the pictures or in the movies or in the books. But those are actually the most beneficial meditations because that's what meditation is for. If we look at it from a neurological level, it's there to support your nervous system and regulating itself. It's there to support your body and releasing that stress. And so the next time that you sit down to meditate, if thoughts come up rather than thinking I suck, instead, I just invite you to say, ah, oh, it's working. The meditation is. <laughs> I like that. It's working. What has been a struggle for yourself? I'm going to take that away too. That's a good takeaway. It's working. Yeah. <laughs> if I wasn't done with tattoos, what's a time that you personally struggled either in your well being, in your business, that you faced an uphill battle, that you had to dig deep towards your resilient self, which I know you are? Um, and yeah. before we get to, the other end of overcoming it. Tell me about that, that moment leading up to. Yeah. You know, I think that it's something I don't really talk about a lot, but it is, and from the outside, it likely looked like everything was peachy. Um, but when my husband and I decided to move up to LA in 2019, right after we got married, it was actually a really, really hard time for me living there. I had just barely gotten my bearings as like, being a business owner and starting my own business. And I was so easily influenced by every single person around me. I hadn't yet grounded in who I was or, or what I actually desired or what was actually important to me. And so it felt like almost like being a fish that had just been hooked in on, um, on a, on a piece of bait, right. Where it's just like, 
thrashing around, thrashing around, thrashing around. I felt like that was my my personality and my persona and my the masks that I was wearing and just like all of these all of these very ungrounded pieces of me came alive in in LA and it was really hard because it was really lonely um you know it put a toll on my marriage as well because my husband didn't want to really be in LA and I wasn't really happy there and I wasn't fully like allowing myself to be who I wanted to be because I was so easily influenced by other people in the wellness space, by what other people were doing career-wise and and just like relationship-wise, all the things. And um, it was really hard to be honest with myself that the decision that I pushed so hard for to move to LA to like be up in LA and be doing the wellness thing and teaching at all the top studios. It was really hard to attain all of that and look around and be like, oh, this like this actually isn't making me happy. This, this, this wasn't it. And it felt like a really scary decision to admit that I had gone down the wrong path and that I in some ways felt like I was starting again by leaving it all behind. Um, Now I look at it as just continuing to expand in who I've always been meant to become. But initially at that point, that turning point where it was like, do we stay here? Do I continue going down this path? It was, it was terrifying, right? Because you build your whole life around something and have success in it as well too. But when all is said and done, you're like, this isn't like, this isn't, this isn't the role that I meant to play. This isn't like actually me. It's not what I thought it was going to be. I get it. Yeah. And I think, um, thank you for sharing that with us too. Cause I know you said that you don't usually share that. So thank you for opening up about that. Something I've learned as an entrepreneur, and I know that you embody as well, cause you just shared it. Sometimes we need to say, you know what? I goofed. I made a mistake and now I'm going to take action. I think that's one of the biggest parts of being an embodied entrepreneur a hundred percent because we're going to make mistakes, but it's, what do we do afterwards to rectify that? So you guys then picked up and you moved back to San Diego. Yes. Where you're based now. Yeah. So we ended up, we actually left our house in January of 2020 in LA, which thank God we did. Cause we had no idea what was to come. Yeah, no, that was like big act, big, like, thank you God for, for giving us that, that little push. Um, yeah, we ended up moving out of our place in January and, um, he spent some time with his family. I spent a little bit of time with my family and then I went to Australia by myself for three weeks, um, just on like a solo road trip, which was so, so needed for my soul. And then, um, once I got back, we came back down to San Diego and have been there ever since. And, um, I'm so grateful that we are too. That's great. And and how you landed with where, you know, I see the happiness in your face. And even after a whirlwind, you know, how things have happened so fast for you too, because you're talking 2019 to 2020 and it's one year later. So how much can change in a year? Yeah. Yeah. Well, for you. Well, that's like, that's the thing though, right? It's like when we have those knowings of, of, 
ooh, this isn't right. And it's scary to admit that. It's scary to, to say that about this relationship or uh, this career path or, you know, this place that I've put myself in. It's scary to, to leave that all behind, but that knowing that we have is our greatest gift. And had I not made that those decisions, I don't think I would be where I am today. I don't think that I would have had the success that I had over this past year, right? Like when I decided no, I don't want, I don't want to be teaching at studios and driving all around LA. I don't even want to be in LA. I don't want to be working with brands that I don't really care about. I don't really even want to be working with brands. Like I want to make enough money that I can just pay for whatever I want. I don't want it to be from this place of lack. Um, and once I made those decisions and was like, I really want to focus on like embodied entrepreneurship and, and, uh, breathwork and meditation, that's when the world just expanded for me. That's when my business went from, you know, struggling to make four to 5k a month to now making over 50k a month. Right. And it was like, it was very quick. Like, I know that that's like a little time lapse of like 5k to 50k, but it went from like 5k to 20k, 30k, 50k, 50k, 50k. And so it's like, not even just the money aspect of it. I think the money is like a very easy thing for me to point to and be like, that's like how quickly things changed. But also, yeah, just the relationship that I had had with my husband, we were able to come back to loving each other more again. We were both in a place where we were happy and thriving and felt more creative because the relationship strain wasn't there. And, you know, the, the putting it all on for other people wasn't there anymore. And so even though it was a very short period of time because there was that like deep, deep honor of like, I know that this is the right decision for me. All of the pieces just fell into place so quickly. Um, and had I not, again, I don't think that I would be anywhere near where I am today if I hadn't listened to that decision. And I continued to push past my own intuition. You're an inspiration and that inspires me in many ways. Um, so thank you for just being that, that beacon of light and for other female entrepreneurs and all entrepreneurs, you know, following the intuition. It's a scary thing to leap when you've spent a lot of time or you've uprooted and moved and you dedicate energy, you know, your time and energy to something. And then you decide like, this is not what it's all, I thought it was going to be all cracked up to be. And you brought up great examples that all hit home to me, be it about a relationship be it about a career path, you know, I, I personally have changed careers many times, but now finding where's, you know, you mentioned about wellness and about teaching at all the studios. And I used to do the same here in Miami, but I was so unfulfilled. And I'm like, I don't want to even be teaching yoga. Like I get angry, like not angry, but now when people are like, come teach a yoga class. And it's like, thank you. I don't do that anymore, yeah. but if you want any production, I am happy to help because I love to create. I love to create these things. I love to talk and um, how we're storytelling when it comes to acting, like creating movies, like that lights me up more than anything. How you're talking about teaching and inspiring others, like that lights me up, but we need to go on those journeys and be honest with ourselves that if I'm going in this path and I, I had my head very dead set, this is what I want to do. But then you reach that destination. You're like, there's no lucky charms. Okay. <laughs> it's like, back it up, take that lesson. And then we move in a different direction, but it's not always that easy just to throw the bag over, but it's what lies yeah. on the other side is just worth that 
that extra breath, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's the difference between pride and humility, right? It's the, it's the ego and then the soul. And I think that it is terrifying, but the more that you do it, the more you're like, oh, okay, no, I I do know. I do know much, much better than anything outside of me could possibly ever tell me. I know much better than how that girl is living her life on Instagram. I know much better than um, how this wellness brand says I should, I should be trying to structure my day. Like I know. And, you know, I think for the, the thing is for women, because we have lived in a society where we have been property for so long, there's deconditioning needing to happen where we actually start to trust ourselves and start to really validate the feelings that we have and the knowings that we have in a world that has, I mean, historically never validated it, historically never, um, never given us the opportunity to, to follow what we feel and, or, or if we do, we're burnt at the stake. Right. And so that's where, again, the embodiment piece comes in. How do we train our nervous systems to trust ourselves, to validate ourselves, to know that that knowing is the right step. As you're talking and speaking, and I hear especially when it comes to breath work and meditation too, from you have far more experience than I do in that realm, but the little bit that I have incorporated into my life, and I'm the same person who's like, it's not working, but I'm going to keep doing it every morning. (laughs) And it does work because I know I'm also a person when I set my head in a direction of doing something, it happens. It might not be tomorrow, but it happens with time because you're putting yourself into that mindset and that dedication. Um, it's, what I was thinking is, as you're sharing, it's the ripples in the water. And when you start to calm that water a little bit through the breath work, through the meditation, you activate the parasympathetic nervous system. It becomes a lot more clear to what your intuition is saying. This is, this is good for me. This is not feeling so good. And how do I redirect? Is that in a smaller sense of what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. Because if you think about it from like, from this state of survival, right? When we're in a state of survival, our only focus is on survival. So why would we be listening to what is the best next move for us for six months down the road? Our brains don't care. Our brains are thinking about how can I survive the next six minutes, right? So the the work of breathwork and meditation creates this ability to zoom out, right? It's it's the wide lens for putting it in production terms. <laughs> I love how we create the rapport on both sides. <laughs> oh, this was really a joy. We knew time was going to fly. We knew yeah. this. Um, where can we find you? I want to hire you. Where can others take your classes, <laughs> courses? Yeah. Um, thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun. So my, uh, website is avajohanna.com. Um, on my website, you'll find information about my, my certification program, the Academy of breath, which I've kind of been dripping in through this conversation. And then if you're interested as a, as a, um, entrepreneur and working with me, I, um, have group coaching programs. I have one-on-one mentorship. I have a mastermind and you can message me at avajohanna on Instagram. If you're interested in any of that. Wonderful. You guys know where to find her. Ava, thank you so much for being on this kickoff episode of Never Settle. I couldn't think of somebody better to do it with. Thank you so much. Warriors, see you in another upcoming episode here for Never Settle.